Hello and welcome to another edition of the Richard Haynes Real Estate Show. I am your host, Richard Haynes of Manhattan Pacific Realty here in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. And we've got another great episode for you this week. It is Friday, February 25th. And uh, we're getting rolling with a bunch of podcasts, like we said, for this year for you. So we're starting to deliver. Thank you all for your patience with me at the beginning of the year. But we've got some great information for you. I hope you enjoyed the Black History Month podcast from last week. We are back to our scheduled programming of full-on real estate, but I do hope you learned something with uh, South Bay real estate and black history and inclusivity that we need to have here in the South Bay when it comes to our real estate markets and the transgressions of our past that hopefully we can write today and into the future. So for topics this week, We are going to touch on three like we normally do before I kick off with that. Of course, the biggest news story this week is the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'd like to say my heart and the heart here of everyone that works at Manhattan Pacific Realty goes out to Ukrainians and really kind of all the small problems that we think about today in our world here in the United States, in LA, here in the South Bay, where I'm recording in Palos Verdes. Some of those problems seem pretty small compared to what's going on on the other side of the world. So our hearts are with the Ukrainians, and we hope that uh, the conflict can be ended as soon as possible. So kicking it off here, real estate podcast for the end of February, we have number one, an update on California Housing Affordability Index put out by the Association of Realtors. As many of you know, this index to me is the key forecasting number that tells us whether real estate can continue to go higher, potentially plateau, or actually is due for a pullback. So we have the most recent Housing Affordability Index number that was released last week. Number two, I'm going to quickly touch on the supply constraint issues that we're seeing. I know I've beaten this like uh, a, a dead horse, but we've got to talk about it, share some experiences that we're seeing here in the market with our buyers. And then lastly, kind of talk about how because of this real estate fervor for homes in and around the South Bay, we're starting to see some lines blur on the outside of the markets I talk about here, Torrance. We also starting to see lines blurring of areas of PV that typically didn't get as high prices as other areas are now on par with some of those areas. And I've talked about this in past podcasts, but I think it's it's important to nail down on that even more so you can just see how wild this market is and where prices are going and how Certain submarkets are being affected by this incredible surge in prices and demand and just too few homes on the market. So without further ado, topic number one, Housing Affordability Index was released last week by the California Association of Realtors. This is going to be our main topic and where we're going to spend most of the time of the podcast on because to me, it's that important. And I've committed to sharing this number with you each and every quarter because we're getting into areas of where if it goes down a little bit more, it could be a red flag. And if it plateaus or goes higher, that's good news for the market, even among this craziness uh, of price increases and lack of inventory. So 
Let's talk about it. The affordability index number before I give you the official Q4 number released. Let's talk about this again and give everyone a gentle reminder. The housing affordability index takes the median price home of today. It takes interest rates today. It takes 20% down and comes up with what that cost is to own the typical medium-priced home throughout the state of California. And then it takes Californians' income levels and produces a number to tell you how many people in the state can afford the medium-priced home based on the income they make. Historically speaking, it's an incredible time to buy when you're in the mid to high 30s, 40s, and during the Great Recession, we reached a level of affordability where half the state could afford the medium-priced home. Those days are long gone in the rearview mirror, and we have seen home prices in California correct, typically around 17 in the past. During the Great Recession, we actually reached 11 12% affordability due to liar loans. So when we hit 17, we've seen real estate prices pull back. Great Recession, it hit 11 12%. And where are we sitting here in the fourth quarter? The new number released was 25%. It actually jumped one percentage point from the previous quarter, Q3, that was at 24%. And the reason why I am talking about the housing affordability index each and every quarter is because during COVID, we were actually jumped briefly into the 30% range of affordability, which was great news for the market. But when we jumped, it showed how much buyers had pulled back and how trouble, how much trouble sellers were having to sell at the beginning of the pandemic. In Q1 of 2021, we were at 27% affordability. And in Q2, we had an alarming drop, in my opinion, to 23%. That is when I committed to talking about this number quarterly, because as I mentioned just now, when we get to 17% is typically when we've had housing pullback in prices. Some of the pundits who follow and forecast California housing numbers have said they believe we will actually have a pullback in the low 20s, if not 20, or before we reach 17, because buyers typically now have more debt from college. They are paying childcare costs that weren't factored in the past, et cetera, et cetera, that generally aren't put into mortgages of buyers or factored into mortgages of, of what buyers dealt with in previous decades or generations. So they don't think we'll get to 17% because of those factors and higher loan mortgage underwriting standards. So when I saw in Q2 that we dropped to 23% affordability, I went, hey, this could be a potential red flag. So each quarter at Q1, we were at 27%. In Q2, we dropped to 23%, which made me nervous. Thankfully, in Q3, we ticked up a point to 24%. And here we are in Q4 where we ticked up 1% and got more affordable again in Q4. So this is actually really, really good news. And this is state 
wide. I know if you read my weekly blog or listen to the podcast, it's a much different story here in the South Bay. We haven't seen a plateau in prices or more listings or prices slightly come down. We have seen fewer listings. We've seen prices going up substantially, and we've seen the first two months of this year kick off on an incredible fervor. So while the data of the housing affordability index contradicts here what we're feeling in the South Bay, generally speaking throughout the state, it's gotten more affordable by another tick, which is great news because we don't want an overheated housing market and we don't want to see prices come down because typically that gets markets nervy uh, and, and causes more problems than a market that just goes up nice and smoothly or nice and slowly. So some additional numbers released by CAR. Statewide median home price in Q4 was $797,000. That actually ticked down from about $820,000 we were at last quarter. This I like and am happy to see because we're getting into seasonality again. Almost always Q4 median prices are lower than Q3 pre-COVID because those are the winter months, holiday months where real estate slows down. So part of the reason why we saw affordability get better is because the median price cooled down. Minimum income needed to buy the median priced home, so almost an $800,000 home, is $148,000. That monthly PITI payment costs about $3,700 a month, and that is at interest rates at 3.28% that were felt in the fourth quarter, which interest rates when calculated in Q3 were actually lower, right around 3%. So while we saw prices come down slightly, we saw interest rates rise, which makes homes more unaffordable, and we still got one tick up on the affordability index. And the, and the California Association of Realtors made a comment that they're seeing a nice, modest uptick in California's incomes. Obviously, there are tons of job openings. Unemployment is low. There's not enough worker. Employers are paying more money, giving more raises. So income is also rising, making homes more affordable. These are all great things to create a stable market. To get into some of the deeper numbers, the LA metro area remain the same on affordability. So it plateaued. LA metro is the city of LA. The county of Los Angeles actually saw rising affordability as well. The county is lower because you've got the South Bay and you know Beverly Hills, et cetera. That's county of Los Angeles, but not city that has more expensive home prices was actually at 19 last quarter and jumped to 21% affordability. So we're seeing rising affordability in the county, even though, again, in the South Bay, it doesn't feel like things are getting any more affordable. So really, as much as it feels like a really tough time for buyers here in the South Bay and sellers are still getting record prices with every new listing that comes out, you can't fight the numbers. It's getting more affordable throughout the state. And the South Bay is just a different market with more wealth, people with more savings who are attached to the stock market, who've had incredible runs. And if prices go up 100 or 200 grand in a market that's at one and a half million, well, guess what? People just sell more stocks or have more money or got a big bonus. 
and are putting more money down to offset those rising costs. So we can't fight the numbers. It's good to see rising affordability out of the state. All good news. Let's not fight the numbers. It is what it is. And as hard as it is, guess what, guys? I don't think we're in for very much relief here in the South Bay unless we see more listings. What I'm predicting, though, however, next month, I want you to realize this affordability number is released really, really late into the cycle. CAR likes to release their quarterly numbers first, focus on that at the end of January. They release this affordability index number even later. So this is lagging. We're talking about October, November, and December, which is way in the rearview mirror now at interest rates at 3.2%. We were seeing a week or two ago interest rates at 3.5%, 3.6%, So next quarter, the quarter we're living in right now, Q number one, we're going to see a higher medium price home is what I'm betting. We're going to see a significant jump in interest rates. And although we're seeing median income rising in the state, I think it's going to slow because people get bonuses and promotions, et cetera, at the end of the year, and a lot of bonuses in March and April, but really raises and promotions towards the end of the year. I think we're going to actually see a plateau this time, and quite frankly, I think we're going to see the number drop. I don't think we're going to be at 25. I think we could drop to 24 or 23, and hopefully we don't go below 23. But I do expect to see a drop in the next report because prices are going to be much higher and interest rates are rising significantly. Now, the big wild card is the Russia and Ukraine conflict, the Russian invasion into Ukraine, which is creating a little bit of uncertainty in markets. And when they do that, people rush to bonds. When bonds see higher demand, interest rates fall, and that will eventually affect mortgage rates. So while we've seen an uptick in interest rates the last two days due to this conflict, you've seen interest rates for mortgages come down because it's a flight to safety. So we'll see if in Q1 we see rising rates, but if the conflict gets really bad and NATO gets involved and is there leaning more towards World War III, which God forbid that never happens, you will actually see mortgage rates come down down in a flight to safety. So long story short, California affordability ticked up. That's great news. It doesn't feel very good here in the South Bay, and it's definitely not getting more affordable here in Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo, and the Palos Verdes Hill. But I do expect the affordability number released next quarter to be less affordable due to higher prices and higher interest rates. Okay, that was the meat of our big topic and one of the most important numbers you should be following. I'll report on it again next quarter. Let's jump into our second topic of supply. If you guys don't remember a few weeks ago on the weekly blog, and I think I've talked about it on previous podcasts, but I did a dive on February supply. And I took February supply, February 2019, so pre-COVID, Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, and the PV Hill, and looked at homes for sale in that month back three years ago without any COVID impacts, and we had almost 600 homes on the market in those areas. When I checked three weeks ago on the inventory levels in February throughout Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo, and the PV Hill, 
we had 148 homes on the market. So three years ago, almost 600 homes on the market. This year and this month, just 148 homes on the market. You guys, that's a 75% drop of normal inventory that we have homes for sale. That is simply incredible. That squeeze on homes for sale and the amount of buyers out there, the millennials, the largest generation we've ever seen in the history of the United States is becoming of age, becoming first-time home buyers or second move-up buyers. They're are no homes for sale for those buyers and anyone else outside of millennials that are really driving this. And that is why we are seeing prices rise so significantly, and especially in the South Bay, where the squeeze is so acute and there is no land and no building in sight, really, that will solve this supply issue. So I want you guys to keep that in mind. As we head into March and April and May, that is traditionally our spring selling season. This is the time we have to pray for supply and homes to come to the market. If it doesn't, prices will continue to skyrocket throughout the year. And if it does, we'll likely continue to see smooth growth, if not still strong growth, but we really need to have some homes come to market in this traditional spring selling season. I'll report on it for you this coming March, April, and May, so stay tuned on future podcasts. And the last topic, topic number three for this podcast, is the lines are beginning to blur in certain areas. What's fascinating, you guys, is, is people, buyers are beginning to get priced out of the beach in Palos Verdes, so they're looking towards torrents. And I've had some clients who have given up their search by the beach and PV and are hunting in torrents. And what's incredible to me is, is we are seeing South Torrance, Seaside, West Torrance, those areas have unbelievable price jumps, and we are seeing price per square foot sales at $1,000 per square foot, you guys. This is in Torrance. $1,000 a square foot was a wow factor five, seven years ago in the Manhattan Beach sand section, which now that has far exceeded. But really great homes, turnkey homes, or amazing homes with views in Palos Verdes, or the Esplanade, or fabulous avenues properties, or great located Hermosa properties, and anywhere in, in Manhattan Beach, a thousand bucks a square foot for great property is an easy number, if not higher. The fact that we're now seeing a thousand bucks a square foot in Torrance is simply incredible. So we're seeing these lines blur of the market demand and supply is so low and prices are surging so much that people are pushing a thousand dollars a square foot to Torrance. Another example, we have areas of Rancho Palos Verdes that the Los Verdes market, the Eastfield market that is in the San Pedro, LA Unified School and Palos Verdes Unified option area where you can choose to go to LA Unified and San Pedro High School, or you can go to Palos Verdes Schools or Peninsula or PV High. And we are seeing that area traditionally, which is lagged, now surging to $1,000 a square foot. We're seeing a Los Verdes submarket that you know, would see low $1 million sales or view homes get one and a half, one seven, now surging sell at two six on par with PVE homes in Lanata Bay or Velmonte, which traditionally it wouldn't sell on par. So this fervor within our market 
we're starting to see markets that traditionally were valued lower start to reach their more expensive counterparts where everything is becoming just flat out expensive. And the housing affordability index number only measures the state. And I gave you some county numbers in LA Metro, but the South Bay is about as expensive as it has ever been from the beaches to Palos Verdes to Torrance to Lomita to Hawthorne and on and on and on. So we're going to keep watching this for you. I'm going to keep talking about maybe some areas outside of the podcast just to show you this incredible rise in housing prices and the squeeze within our markets. And it's something that we want to watch. And you've got to study because are you going to start buying value markets that are now surging to the more expensive areas? Or is it now smart to buy just premier expensive areas because you know that's a an expensive area or a premier area for a reason and bail on the more affordable areas because that affordability or that price discount is now not reflected and you should go for the more expensive luxury items. So I know I'm going back and forth, uh, but that's going to be a topic here down the road that we will get into more in future podcasts and weekly blog posts. So anyway, you guys, there you go. Wrapping it up. California Housing Affordability Index at 25%. That's a really nice number considering all the circumstances. There's no red flags in sight on this real estate market. Number two, the supply of homes and homes for sale is simply not enough, and it's at all-time low levels in the South Bay. And number two, you're seeing lines blur of areas that were historically cheap or never quite caught up to the premier areas now trading on par or catching up to those areas in a big meaningful way that has an impact on our markets that has an impact on sellers and buyer psychology something we're going to follow for you you guys thank you for joining me on another podcast i had a great time i hope you did too we will see you on future podcasts and please check in each and every week for my weekly blog on topics throughout south bay real estate Take care, have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon.